Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to the Mill Spec Believer podcast. I'm Ryan McCary, and I am, as always, excited to make some time to record and um, just be with you guys and hopefully encourage y'all as you go throughout your week and are trying to be bold in your workplace, in your squadron, uh, wherever, around your family. And it's tough. It's not easy. It is definitely... A struggle at sometimes and uh, can feel very dry and unfulfilling. But I wanted to create a podcast to encourage y'all, let you know you're not alone, let you know that uh, there's other believers that are all trying to do the same thing. And I think if we come together and look to Christ for the strength to do these things, then I think we can set ourselves up for success to do what God's called us to. So before I actually dive into this episode, I just want to point you over to my Instagram and Facebook at MillSpecBeliever on both of those platforms, and I'm excited to connect with you guys on there for exactly what I just described. Uh, I don't just want to be a recording that you listen to every once in a while. Uh, I would like to hopefully make a connection with you, uh, encourage one another back and forth through messaging uh, or maybe a phone call whatever you guys prefer. And uh, I'm just excited just because as that's happened the last few months, it's been really encouraging. So uh, reach out and I'm excited for you guys to do that. Sweet. So let's get into this episode. So you heard the verse Isaiah 55 verse eight uh, before uh, we really dove into anything. And this is going to kind of be the verse of the episode, if you will. Uh, We're talking about Uh, Two things today, tactical patience uh, versus what some would call poor planning. And that that would really be the military side of things. And I want to try to tie that into just God's will and timing and how we fit into that. Because it can be tough. Um, I'll I'll be up front with you guys. It has been a long year for me. Um, for me and my family, uh, when, when I got out of active duty, we left active duty and transitioned to the guard just so the ops tempo would slow down a little bit and things would be a little bit more manageable family wise, you know, kind of those things we had put on the back burner, uh, as a family, we would hopefully, uh, kindle and, um, and really just be able to make a priority and, Man, this last year, uh, things kind of took a turn uh, in the opposite direction. I, I had a deployment that popped up, and so I, I put my civilian career on hold. And like a few days before the deployment happened, it got canceled. I got told it was canceled, which wouldn't have been that big of a deal. But at this point, I had already moved my family near my wife's family and bought a house down there. Like we had long-term plans of like renting it out and life going back to how it was before once I got home. But I mean, 
to just have the deployment canceled a few days before you were leaving was like that sucked and definitely was not what we had planned and really set up for a long year of me working in Savannah while my family was in Melbourne, Florida. And it has been a really hard year, guys, because I think personally it would have been easier on the family for me to just be deployed for six to nine months. I think that would have been a lot easier for the family to process, to deal with, to work through. Um, But that's not what God had in store for us. And this whole year has just been kind of traveling back and forth. I've been home on the weekends with the family, and I've been in Savannah during the week and supporting the military through L3 Harris uh, with my civilian job. And it's just been hard, y'all. It's been really tough. It's been hard for me. It's been hard for my wife, and it's been hard for my kids to process because I've been coming and going and coming and going, and, and they don't really understand. And it's been hard. So... Anyways, uh, this last week, God actually blessed me and um, provided a job to where I'm going to be working from home, and I'll still be part-time Air National Guard, as always, but I am leaving my civilian job in Savannah so that I can work from home in Melbourne, Florida, and it is the biggest answer to prayer, y'all. I know some of you guys are aware of that and have been praying. If not... um, then uh, now you're aware and you can just kind of celebrate with me. But it has been a huge answer to prayer just because it has just been such a strain on the family. But anyways, I, I, I give you all these personal details. I give you all this just to kind of chew on because, man, it was a long year. And it just it felt like 10. <laughs> it felt like 10 years um, just to deal with that and kind of all the repercussions that have come from that. But kind of what I can look to after uh, hindsight 2020 is Isaiah 55, 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. God has a perfect plan. God knows exactly what he's doing. And I could say that even if today while I was recording, I didn't have a job lined up, I could even still say that. Um Thankfully, I do, but God's timing is perfect, guys, and we can look throughout Scripture and see that and and be encouraged. So I wanted to share that verse with you guys just as a form of encouragement uh, for whatever you guys are going through, that God's timing is, is better than your own, and He is doing exactly what He's doing for His own glory and to uh, draw you closer to Him. So... As we kind of get into this episode, I just kind of wanted to lead in with that because that's kind of the context that I'm approaching this topic with. Um, But what's kind of the military aspect of what I'm talking about today? So tactical patience versus poor planning. Um, As a TACP, as a JTAC, you're you're never just deploying and doing your job as a group of JTACs or as a group of TACPs, whatever. Uh, You're always augmented. You're always supporting another group other than yourselves. That's kind of just the nature of the job. Uh, You're providing close air support, and you're not doing that for your own people. You're farming out to different groups and units so that you can be that tactical 
expert for those guys. So there's some cool stuff that comes with that. You know, there's a lot of cool people that you get to work with. And there's also a very conventional side of that where you're tied into large brigades of uh, army units. And that's not as cool sometimes. It, it all has a time and a place and, and it all has its ups and downs. But one of the biggest things that I'm kind of jealous of looking at some of the ODAs or the special forces units is they are self-sustaining. They are able to carry on a mission by themselves without support from other people. And that's it. Like they are who they are. Like obviously those dudes get support from other people sometimes and those dudes can get farmed out sometimes as well. But the nature of their unit is that they can take care of themselves and they can go be deployed in some environment and just do things on their own. And I think that's really cool um, because all those people on those units are highly trained and are capable and, and they abide by the big boy rules. And as attack P we pretty much get to do that as well. But when you're tying into a conventional army unit, um, there's definitely an aspect of, being able to say, hey, you're not my dad. You can't tell me exactly what to do in regards to some of, you know, more of the garrison type commands, if you will. But when you're talking about going on an operation or a training exercise or whatever with the army, man, like, is it tactical patience or is it poor planning when they tell you you're rolling out at midnight and in reality, the sun's rolling up and then you're rolling out because um, it happens all the time and it's frustrating and and you think you know what the plan is because the plan's been put out to you. It said, hey, we're leaving at this time and they don't. <laughs> it just doesn't make a lot of sense. But I mean, the army is very... Uh, large and they have a lot of people that they're trying to orchestrate to do these uh, massive movements. But man, nothing is more frustrating and, and testing of my patience than when you're supposed to leave at a certain time and you don't because it, it throws a wrench in everything because you have air assets lined up for certain times. Like all this planning has been done and you're supposed to leave at X time. And when you don't like it, just screws everything up and is really frustrating. And I've definitely found myself sitting in a Humvee wondering why we're not rolling out and just being mad at the world. Just like, I cannot believe this. I cannot believe we're not leaving yet. And it's frustrating. And anyways, I kind of lead with that just to kind of point to the fact that I think there is a huge difference between tactical patience and poor planning. And in my opinion, um, that example that I just gave is poor planning. You know, it, it's not, they didn't take into effect all the factors that were at play. They didn't take into effect, um, all the things that would have led to us actually leaving at like five or 6 AM in the morning. And as a result, we were all sitting in Humvees quote unquote, ready to go for four plus hours. So, I mean, that's no way to head into a mission is just hanging out full kit thinking you're about to go for four hours. Like that's not a good way to start any operation. Um, on the other hand though, tactical patience 
Like if you are a commander and you see what your enemy is doing and you are making the call for your team, hey, it makes the most sense right now for us to wait. It makes the most sense right now for us to hold off just for a little bit until we can really capitalize on whatever vulnerability the enemy is going to have in a set period of time. Like that is light years away from poor planning. That's the opposite of poor planning. And I think as believers, we have a tendency when things aren't going our way, when things aren't lining up with the timeline that we're seeking, we have a tendency to view God's plan as poor planning and not tactical patience. I think we look to God as, what are you doing? Like, this isn't working. Like, why aren't you giving me what I want? As opposed to, wow, thank you, God. You you are saving me from X, Y, and Z, and you are actually growing me and doing all these other things for your glory. Like, we don't have the hybrid view. We don't know what he's doing. And that's why that verse is so huge. Your ways are not my ways. Like, in the same way on the previous episodes, we've talked about the holiness of God compared to um, where we stand in front of him as sinners. In the same exact way, we can look at God's overarching plan versus what we think the plan should be. Let me read another verse to you. This is Proverbs 16.1. The plans of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Now, God's not telling you to just sit back and wait and let him put everything into action. Like he's given us lots of things to be stewards of. He's given us uh, desires and we should be seeking scripture so that we can align our hearts with what he wants from us. But as we pursue those things, we have to know that it is all in his timing and even if we can get our heart set on something that maybe it's it's so for the glory of God, it's right in front of you and, and you want to do whatever it is for the glory of God. And you're like, man, why is God not giving this to me? This is a good thing. This is going to further his kingdom. I don't understand why he's not providing me X. The answer of the tongue is from the Lord, guys. And and I hope hopefully it's encouraging for you as I reflect on some of these verses, because I know these can be some of the most difficult times in our lives when we feel like God's not providing something for us that he, that in our opinion, he should be. And let me just say that our opinion doesn't matter and that his ways are perfect and the plan that he is executing is bringing glory to his name and is exactly what he had planned from the beginning of time. Let me read you another verse, Matthew 24, verse 36. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father alone. This is talking about when God is going to come back, um, you know, at the end times, and ultimately we're going to go to heaven. And no one knows, guys. Like, this is just an example within Scripture that points to an event that we all are seeking, we all want, we all 
desire to be away from this sinful, uh, broken world so we can be in a perfect heavenly realm. Like we all should be desiring that. If you're not desiring that, if you're clinging to your money and to whatever else you got going on, then you need to do a little bit of a reality check, a little bit of a mirror check and see this is not everything. Everything is coming. And this is just a small snippet of eternity where we're at right now. Um, but just in that example, only the father knows when that time is and if we can look to that huge example and see his timing is perfect, he's still saving people, he's still uh, using you this very day as a light for him, and he's not coming down to earth and, and bringing us to heaven in this moment because he still has work to do, that is a huge example to look and see, okay, God, you're still working, you have the perfect plan. Take it and and be encouraged in whatever life circumstances you're currently in. God knows what he's doing. He's he's working all things for his glory. And I'm not I don't have the verse right in front of me, but there's a verse where it talks about God being our heavenly father and so much greater than our earthly father. And basically, if a earthly father would not give his son a snake, he would give him a fish, right? Like he's not going to give him a snake. He's going to give him a fish. How much more so is your heavenly father going to take care of you? Um, if that's the desire of an earthly father, God is so much higher and greater than that and more perfect than that. So we can trust him. We can reflect on the scripture and we can hopefully be encouraged even in a season of trial and hard things. Last verse I'm going to read is Psalm 130, verse 5, and it says, I wait for the Lord, my soul does wait, and in his word do I hope. I think this is the biggest part, guys. If we are in a hard season and we're waiting for God to give us something and we're not in the word, it is going to be a long, long time. It's, gonna, it's not going to line up with our heart's desires. It's not going to line up with our timeline because we're going to be selfishly thinking about ourselves and what we want and when we want it. But when we're in the Word and in prayer and consistently realigning our hearts with hopefully the heart of Christ, then it's a lot easier of a pill to swallow to know that, okay, it hasn't happened yet. That's okay. And I'll be honest with you guys, this last year, like if I would have been more in the word and prayer, there would have been a lot easier weeks this year than what I experienced. There was definitely some weeks where I wasn't in the word at all, or I wasn't in prayer at all. And I can be completely honest with y'all and say, those were not very good weeks. Uh, it wasn't a legalistic, you didn't read the word, so now you have a hard week, but I wasn't reminding myself of the truths and the encouraging things that God gives us in scripture to see that he is perfect and his timing is perfect. Like I wasn't filling my heart with those things. I was filling my heart with conversations with my wife and, and frustration of why, why am I here? Why don't we, why doesn't God want us to have this good thing? Um, and it was a hard year, guys. Like there, like I said, there was definitely some downs, but there's lots of ups too. And, and God definitely did a lot of work in my heart this year. Um, but I challenge you guys with 
the different scripture I've given you guys and with the different examples I've given y'all, if you are in a hard time um, right now that you're w- awaiting something, and I think everyone in this world is waiting on something, um, we're never fully satisfied on this broken world. So if that's you, which it probably is, then look to scripture, get into prayer and, and look at the, the many ways he's provided all of his children. Uh, there's so many stories in the Bible. There's so many examples you can look to, to be encouraged and and have revealed his perfect timing, his perfect plan. And if you're not doing that, if you're not filling your heart with that, and then I think you're kind of setting yourself up to be frustrated and disappointed because God is not scrambling. God is not freaking out, trying to make things work. And uh oh, the timeline's busting. And God is not a poor planner. He is the perfect planner. And sometimes tactical patience isn't really the avenue we want to go. Um, but as our Lord and Savior, we need to look to Him for His perfect timing and not our own. I hope this was encouraging for you guys. Again, I don't know what you guys are going through. All I can do is point to what I have going on and what's been going on for me, and hopefully this is encouraging for y'all. And if it's not, um, if you guys still have some unanswered questions or, or some things that you wish I would have touched on, feel free to message me and I'd love to talk about those things with you guys. But I hope you all have a good week. Um, I think when when we are focusing on ourselves like this and me, 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 why don't I have this? It really does take away from our witness. It takes away from us having the bandwidth to go be bold because we're so focused on ourselves. We're so focused on what we don't have as opposed to looking at the gospel and seeing, man, we have everything. Even without the thing I'm waiting on, we still have everything in Christ. And and I'm going to go through my day and, and be a light still. Um, I think that's the mentality we need to have because, man, this last year, there was plenty of times that I was so focused on myself that I wasn't sharing the gospel with anyone. I, I got too much going on. I, I got too many hard things going on that I'm trying to process and that's, that's not where we need to be, guys. So, again, hopefully you guys can go through your week and be bold. And hopefully this was encouraging to you guys. Love you all. See ya.